Hello, yet again, it is time for another episode of the Elite City Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host Blasco, along with the man from the Great White North, Mr. Rick. What's up, man? Hey, not much. Uh, excited. It's going to be a good show, I think. I have, a, I have a good feeling about this one. This one will be good. Well, that just... Now I've... Now I've... Yeah. Gonna, like, fall apart completely. The internet will explode or something. <laughs> <laughs> Two idiots started a podcast and ruined the internet <laughs> for the world. Well, this... Uh, we had week one of Fighter Fest, which still blows my mind that they have a multiple week yeah. thing, but... <laughs> uh, started off with a bang and it looks like it's going to end with one too from the matches yeah, that we've seen before we so get far. into the matches i actually wanted to mention the theme song was different yes the opening and the theme song was different. now i don't know if that's a fighter it, i thought that was going to be just a fighter fest thing but then they didn't do it on rampage oh i didn't even notice that rampage rampage had, had the like the right reg- just rampage just yeah. had like the regular rampage theme very interesting um i, 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 I hope they don't change it i like the dynamite song yeah, I, I totally love the Dynamite song, but I, I liked this one too. I thought it was a neat little change, and I liked the new graphics and the new um, just they this one for me. It felt like a like a Grand Theft Auto cut scene, like you know, like the loading screens where they <laughs> characters and it has like a, a beat playing, and it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good call, very good call. Um, yeah, I I, I I wonder if they're going to stick with it. For, for this week, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but that, that's a good point to bring up. There, uh, what we mentioned, I think it was last week. It was either last week or the week before. But it looks like we're into like chapter three slash four ish, three and a half of AEW. So maybe it is time to, you know, yeah, it would make sense. I mean, they, they've heard the same theme since the beginning. So yeah, and uh, you know what. Well, from that we'll start with like i said it was uh night one of fighter fest uh for dynamite we start off with the tnt championship uh much different match than we had for the tnt championship the week before (laughs) yes Uh, uh, orange cassidy got to do some offense yes yeah wardlow versus orange cassidy uh I, 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 I talked about this. Well, not I. We talked about this going back to Forbidden Door with Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. The way that they can make, I don't want to say comedic wrestling because it sounds like I'm, I'm jabbing them, but like I'm not. But they, they take, like I'm going to Wardlow ripping out um, Orange Cassidy's pockets. Right. <laughs> they added that. And it gave, like, okay, yeah, everybody laughed, but it still played well. It didn't cheapen the match. I guess that's right. what I'm trying to say. Right. They can make comedy, and it doesn't cheapen anything. I, I I thought that was cool. And then it goes along to, uh, like, Chuck Taylor pulled a chainsaw from under the <laughs> ring. <laughs> this I, seemed, was this the second week in a row that best, not week in a row, but I guess the second time best friends have been kicked out from ringside? Because that happened yes. against, against, um, who was it against? You think it was against Ethan Page? It was Lambert that did it, but I forget who they, who they were wrestling. It was Ethan Page, uh, right? In Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It was Ethan Page, Orange Cassidy. 
say a second time that, that I wonder if that's leading somewhere. Uh, or I just hope it's a thing that happens every week. Right. <laughs> that would be <laughs> good just, too. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the, the match had a little bit of a comedic intro per se. Uh, like Danhausen was under the ring at one point. Um, but then, I mean, it was like someone flipped a switch. It was like that first two minutes didn't exist. And then they went for it. And Yeah, I liked it. I think they had to, they, I mean, the char- kind of character Orange Cassidy is and best friends are, they kind of had to do some something funny. Yeah, I agreed. agreed. But then they, they didn't make it the whole match. They they switched gears. Yeah. Um, you know, I I love, I mean, we, we throw in our little jabs at WWE all the time, but the fact that w- one of Wardlow's finish- finishers, excuse me, is called the F10, <laughs> just makes me, it just, I laugh every time I hear yeah. it. It's, it's incredible. He hasn't done it in a while. I forgot about it until this week. Yeah, so did I. My, my buddy, uh, John, he texted me during the show and he's like, did they just call that the F10? And I was like, <laughs> yes, it's five better than Lesnar's. <laughs> uh, Wardlow picked up the win. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was, I thought it had a good flow, uh, a lot of back and forth. Um, uh, the only thing I, I'm not going to complain because I love Wardlow, but they're they're going to have to get somebody to at least put a dent in Wardlow here pretty soon because right. you can't destroy everybody every week. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. Now, as far as that, uh, who that could be, uh, I really don't know. Maybe like a Brody King, but then that would make Brody look weak. I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't think he necessarily has to lose, but he has no, to, no, no. He has yeah. to face some adversity. Yes, like totally. He has to be power bomb kick out at like two counts and yeah they kind of did it with orange cassidy but like i mean you need somebody the same size as right i think like that's what i was kind of getting at Um, i also wanted to note have you noticed jr is i don't know if in character or not in character respecting orange cassidy now yes for a while he was not mocking orange cassidy but he'd be like what is this guy doing who does he think he is sort of grumpy old you know, traditional JR, but now his he's turned more into a, you know, you can't discount this guy. You know, he may seem like yes. he's not serious, but he's actually a, you know, really talented wrestler. Like he's, he's turning. And I don't know if that's JR personally doing that or if that's, it also seems kind of the direction they're taking the Orange Cassidy character. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That that's, that's a good call. It's a good, it's a good step forward because like i said he's like will osprey he is like the aew will osprey like we saw will could be like a tough guy a badass and he also can make you laugh all within like pretty much the same move set <laughs> right and if you and know? if orange cassidy is going to be you know not necessarily main event but right i mean uh, you know showcased on, on a regular basis he has to do more than you know a thumbs up and some little kicks like he has to do more yes, totally so now is, and i mean he obviously can so it's it's good yeah I, I i agree with that it's 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 a nice little well going into how we open the show like maybe this is orange cassidy chapter two you know found his character in the past couple years he's like you know realized he can get over on television it's not just uh 
you know, the quote unquote bingo hall wrestler. So yeah, that, that I'm down for that. Yeah, see, he, yeah, you're right. Maybe he's growing. Maybe he's, he's expanding and more, he's learning how to be orange Cassidy and, you know, the comedy part of orange Cassidy in yeah. a more, cause AEW is generally a very serious product. Yes. Oh so yeah, he's for sure. Learning how to be orange Cassidy in AEW. Yes. And that, I mean, and it's working very, I mean, yeah. he is, he was the first guy that, I mean, that was the first AEW t-shirt I bought. It wasn't the Orange Cassidy, I think they call it the uh, senior photo shirt, which is the giant picture right. of him on it. But right. yeah, he's, I, I love Orange and it, it's, I, I'm liking where it's going. Uh, Jericho cut an in-ring promo. This was classic Jericho promo. Uh he had just pulling some of the quotes out of it. He said, uh, being friends with Eddie Kingston is like the worst curse ever. I thought that was fantastic because Eddie sabotages everything. Right. And like Jericho basically said, Hey, you never know. Like one second you're in with him. One second you're out with him and blah, blah, blah. And, oh. and having Ruby in the background, whenever Eddie responded, I thought that was uh, yeah, I hope that Ruby has some sort of response, not not response, but some sort of gets gets some sort of revenge on Jericho because like he was pretty dismiss- dismissive of her. Yes, calling her like Eddie's chick, and you better take take care of her. And like, I f- I, I want her to to do something back. I want her to get. Oh yeah, Eddie Kingston's going to get revenge, but I want her to get revenge too. That would be. I never even thought of that. That'd be awesome. And, well, hey, barbed wire matches. There is yeah, because no... he said the AAS Ooh. is in the shark cage, but they didn't say anything about anybody else. Right. And that's, I love 2.0 when they were talking to Shawani <laughs> backstage and they were like, well, what about them? Where's they going to be? <laughs> I feel like that's going to, that's going to be something like there's going to, there's a reason that they're locked up, but no one else is. You're probably a hundred percent correct on that. <laughs> uh, we found out that Jericho is going to be the pain maker which I'm totally cool with. That's pretty cool. Uh, And then AEW did something different that I alluded to a few seconds ago. They had pretty much an immediate response from Eddie in a different promo. It's not like they were face-to-face. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that. And and they kind of played it like Eddie just grabbed a camera and was like, no, I want to talk, and just like forced forced his way onto the show, which I liked. Yeah, that was – oh, that was great. Uh. I mean, Eddie's money, uh, Jericho's money on the mic. So, I I mean, don't expect anything less. But this match, (laughs) I'm still in disbelief that we're getting a barbed wire match on national television. And they still haven't quite specified what they mean by barbed wire everywhere. Because I think it was a 2.0 who asked Tony Schiavone what barbed wire everywhere is. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. So So we're just going to wait and see what it is. Like, it's it's not necessarily barbed wire ropes it's got barbed wire everywhere so i don't know what that yeah, entails like that, that's what i was just gonna say you know is it, it could be like i forget what they call them but it's like the uh pieces of plywood and they right. just like staple the barbed wire on is it going to be that is that is that going to be around the outside like 
it's going to be brutal. I, and obviously, he's going to finish the show because it has to be on. It has to be the end of the show, yeah. At, 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 yeah, they can't play they, that. They can't do a barbed wire match and then be like, and coming up next, we have uh, Dan Housley. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's, I, I honestly cannot wait. I've just been thinking about this nonstop and it's, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I did have a question for you. And Jericho's promo, uh, whenever he quoted, he had the first barbed wire match on Canadian soil, and it was a big deal. Like, was that on television? I don't think I've never heard. I didn't. I didn't know anything about it until he mentioned it. I feel okay. like it must have been in Stampede Wrestling. That's where I figured it would have been. But Stampede Wrestling. I know the first ladder match was in Stampede Wrestling. Okay. Now is. Again, excuse my ignorance here. It was Stampede like national in Canada, or was that just? No, it was like a Western Canada promotion. It was just like, a what? Okay. Yeah, we had okay. like the the regional promotion that was here that eventually got taken over was uh, I think it was Maple Leaf Wrestling. Jack Tunney was Jack Tunney ran it, and then oh, that's sick. Present. And then when WWE bought it out, that's how Jack Tunney ended up in WWE on WWF. He was that's how he ended up working for them. I did not know that. That is amazing, and. I'm going to say this right now. My buddy Ross listens to this. We love Jack Tunney. So, Ross, <laughs> I, that was totally unplanned. <laughs> We've been talking about Jack Tunney since they were six years old. I don't necessarily remember. Like, I, I think I was too young to remember, like, Maple Leaf, the actual promotion. But they okay. had a show on, Can- on like, Can- Canadian. You know how they had, like, superstars and stuff on the weekend? Yeah, yeah. There was a show on, like, Saturday mornings or something called Maple Leaf Wrestling that I think was, like, the old Maple Leaf Wrestling time slot. Ah, okay. That WWF took and aired whatever on that show. That is very cool. I'm going to have to look into that, see if I can find any old uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling on, on the interwebs. There you go. Vintage uh, Jack Tunney. <laughs> there's, there's always Jack, always room for Jack Tunney's on cello. <laughs> uh, trust me, there's so many jokes. I've been making Jack Tunney jokes for like 35 years. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take this out of Jack Tunney tangent. But what I liked about Jack Tunney was he, like, that he was the president, like he was the authority figure, but he wasn't yeah. on all the time. He just like showed yes, up when they special moments, and I yep. like that. Yes. Anyway, yeah, he back, was there back for... to 2022, not like 1987. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> less Jack Tunney talk. Yes. Um. Um. Right after we had the the two promos, um. We had, in my opinion, I think this was match of the night, if not week, if not the match of Fighter Fest. <laughs> we had the interim title match, um, tight, uh, the interim title shot match. I'm sorry. Uh, it was between Moxley and Takeshita. And if Takeshita won, he would get a shot at the interim title. Uh, coolest part of this whole thing is this is not a joke that Cinnabon actually <laughs> wished <laughs> to catch the luck via Twitter. That's and awesome. then he apologized for losing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like this kid is amazing. Like he understands like we talk we always talk about guys and girls that understand the internet. Takeshita understands the internet even though there's a language barrier. Yeah. Dude it, dude gets it. And like what we said last week He's getting a push. Like he's getting a pretty oh, decent yeah. push, in, in yeah. AE, and he doesn't even actually work for AEW. So I'm not sure what <laughs> what's going to happen there, because clearly oh, yeah. 
I mean, clearly they want him around because they wouldn't be pushing him if he was just going to take off in six months. Yeah. And I mean, he's, I don't know what's going to happen. He has been here since April. Yeah. I think he has like a year in, in America, right? Uh, that I'm not sure of, but uh, I'm pr- like, he's been here a few months already, but I, yeah. I hope, I hope he's here for a little bit of a long haul. Uh, Regal joined on commentary. I love that he commentates on all the BCC matches. Yeah, it's great. A super cool little, like, I don't want to say it's an Easter egg, but I, I just like, he's more than a manager. Like, yeah, they could have him at ringside. He could be yelling at the referee and you'd have no idea what he was talking about. But up there, he gives you the insight and always puts over the opponent too, which is yeah, very sure. not very not like stable manager like <laughs> right and what i love about regal is how he he talks about why the moves work yes like even yes. simple things you know when he's doing the headlock there it matters because he's rubbing his forearm against his cheek or whatever like it that yeah that stuff like it it makes it mean something when these are wrestling moves that we've all seen hundreds of times like headlocks and you know Close lines yeah. and stuff, but, yeah. but Regal explains why, at least in the confines of professional wrestling, why those moves are dangerous or not like a rest hold. Right. And like it's more treating it as like MMA. And then like right. you have like a black belt jujitsu explaining the knee bar or something, you know, you right. it's I love it. Uh the German that Mox took on the apron kind of made up for Takeshita's German that he took on the floor the week before. <laughs> right. That, I, like, when the wrestlers, both sides, male and female, when they do those bumps on the outside of the ropes on that little area, it just makes me nervous. Like, it has yeah, to hurt. Yeah, Moxley's getting to the point, like, with, like, when I watch Darby's matches, and when I watch Jeff Hardy, where I'm just like, you don't have to do that. Like, you could... <laughs> You could just not do that ever. You could do it like once every two months and we'd all be excited. You don't have to do it every week. Yes. <laughs> Moxley <laughs> goes out and like in Takeshita too, like they get dropped on their yeah. head. They get like folded like them. You don't have to do that. Like you can, it's cool. Like we like it, but slow down. We don't want you to break your back. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's insane. I mean, Hey, you're right. It makes me a bit nervous. Like I know, I know the, the stereotypical, like it's the hardest part of the ring, but like, it is and yeah. like it, it <laughs> probably hurts a lot <laughs> and you're yeah. you're an inch or two away from serious injury most of those times so yeah like i i'd almost rather miss and land on the floor because at least you can land flat like right. that you kind of have to land on your side and if you don't you get the corner oh yeah i don't know i don't know how pointy or how sharp those look i mean i know they're covered with an apron but it's like you know fabric i don't know how exactly pointy corners are like are they rounded or they i I don't i have no idea yeah same here no but it has to hurt Uh, yeah um we had uh a little tribute to cody rhodes to (laughs) keshka gets busted open made cody tv TV 14 tv 14 yeah that's uh, oh i I have i have opinions on that oh great i'm excited (laughs) yeah we'll we'll get there at the end uh (laughs) uh great match uh um, Takeshka, Takeshka, excuse me, tapped out. Uh, Mox retains. I, 
I kind of really wanted Takeshita to win. I really thought he was going to, honestly. Yeah, but... that's the thing I've I've realized with most recent Moxie matches because he's been he's been facing a lot of you know young up and comer guys, and and the storyline in a lot of those matches are like, look how tough this guy is standing up to John Moxley. Right. It, it's almost like at the end of the match, you're a little disappointed that he wins. Like people like John Moxley. I like John Moxley, but I'm just like, eh, I like that guy. Like you made him look really good, and I wanted him to win. Yeah, and especially I thought Takeshita was going to win because it wasn't for the title. It was for right. a shot at the title. Like, so I don't know, but Hey, um, classic Darby Allen, uh, promo right after that, where he calls out, uh, Brody King and the house of black, which we saw a little, um, we saw a result of that a little later, <laughs> But, boy, is this feud going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited because the House of Black is like... Both Darby and the House of Black have kind of been just doing stuff for a little while. Yeah, this will be and more... And it's, it's nice to yeah. have like an actual focused feud between the two of them. It'll be good. Yeah, and it's... I mean, the promos are going to be good. The matches are going to be off the rails. Uh I feel like they're going to do a lot of weird, like, dark stuff. That'll be fun, and it'll be cool. Yeah. I was almost hoping I would love to see, like, a cinematic match between them. Yeah. Like, and incorporate Sting and do – oh, they could do all kind of crazy. Oh, I was just throwing that out there. Um, Moving right along, we, we had the – wasn't as many back-to-back promos as we had the week before, but – uh, again, he's just proven that he's money, and I'm going to hand you the reins here. Christian <laughs> promo. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the the last couple weeks promos. Like, it was good, but it wasn't like the, the yes. ground the, the groundbreaking. He set the bar really high. Um, yeah. and you could only do so much of a promo against you know Griff Garrison. No offense to Griff Garrison, but like, there's no feud there. Um, yeah. but good good promo. Uh, again, when he takes shots at people like Brian Pillman. Um, <laughs> yep there's a reason for it. Like he'll say like, you know, your father, whatever, but like, I respect your father and I expect that he did this. And like, he, he gives it some sort of meaning. He's not just being a jerk. Right. Even though he is also being a jerk. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, Luchasaurus is just the cane version. Of Luchasaurus has been really cool. I've, I like yes. it. And I, I know it seems very much like cane and to the point where people might be like, Oh, they're just doing cane. But like, yeah, why not? That was, 20 years ago and it was cool and do it now yeah absolutely it was 25 agree. years ago wasn't it when kane showed up oh, that's a long time uh yeah it was probably like 98 97 90 it was 97 97 so there you go my god <laughs> <laughs> jeez did not realize it was that long ago <laughs> yeah it was right it was right before uh survivor series 97 it was the pay-per-view before that my god Wow, I've never felt bad about myself till this moment. <laughs> I, I also feel bad about so myself well. because I know that so well. Like I could probably recite like 1997 wrestling. <laughs> so, oh yeah, hundred like, like without prompting, like just go and like in order, just like recall 97, <laughs> 98 wrestling. But like I don't remember stuff that happened yesterday. But I remember that. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that was like <laughs> it was game changer, man. That is. Uh, we had uh, Shivani backstage with the JAS. I thought it was going to be a long and drawn out promo, but it was basically 
just to have 2.0 yell at Shivani about the shark cage. <laughs> like, just be mad about it, yeah. Yeah, like, what's it mean, Shivani? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and officially, uh, Daniel Garcia challenged Wheeler Yuta for the pure title at Death Before Dishonor. Yes. Uh, let's go on that, because that match is going to be nuts. Yeah, like I kind of want I kind of want Garcia to win. I I'm on that train with you. I was just because I think that. he's he's kind of been not lost, but he's not Jericho. He's not 2.0. Like he's kind he's not Sammy. He's like more he's less focused on recently. And it mm-hmm. would be cool if he he got a title. And it, I mean, it's not an AEW title, but it's still a title, so it'd be great. Cool. I mean, it, like after you said that, it just kind of made me realize he is kind of like the Wheeler Yuta of the JAS, for- right? how wheeler is in the bcc like he he's an unknown he's like i mean everybody else in bcc is like big name huge people right and they're like cutting promos in there yeah 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 and the jas like the same thing you have these big name people and an up-and-comer young kid daniel garcia let him get yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so let them go that's gonna be awesome um we had another uh, BCC match. Uh, we had uh, Jake Hager versus Claudio. Uh, again, Regal on commentary. I, totally opposite. These guys put on the total opposite of the match that I expected they were going to put on, and I'm loved it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was more of like a, a fight, like a yes, a, a, a big a big guy fight than a technical thing. But it was good. It was good. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was going to be a technical thing, and it definitely was not. Um, Claudio hit the 619. Um, that was cool. That was I've never cool. seen him do that. I know. I would have been so stoked if um, Excalibur caught it the 620. <laughs> 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 That's all. Just one better. That'd be good. Yeah, just one better. Yeah. <laughs> right, just one better. Uh, <laughs> pound for pound, there is nobody stronger than claudio in professional wrestling i mean yeah that's why it's i'm not going to turn this into an anti-wwe thing but i on he's one guy who like not one guy one of the guys i honestly don't get why he wasn't a bigger deal there like he's everything that you would that especially wwe would want like he's a big strong guy who can throw people around (laughs) yep like i don't i I don't get it I'll I'll just agree with you because I don't understand it either. <laughs> Be, uh, I mean, I'm glad he's in AEW finally. Yeah, uh, and he's doing like he's doing great in AEW. Like it's oh it's yeah, been great. I, mean, I have a feeling he's going to win the ROH belt this Sunday. Saturday, yeah, Saturday. I'm not sure. We, we can talk about that more when it when it comes up. But yeah, we'll see what I happens mean, there. Um, he he did the giant swing on Hager, which I mean Hager's enormous. That was just impressive in itself. And he got a clean win over Jake Hager, which I thought was a little um, was a little surprise. I didn't think it would be too clean. I don't know if if uh, Jake has like an MMA fight coming up or something, but I, I thought yeah. I'm, I'm happy it was clean, but I, I just didn't expect a clean win. I thought there'd be shenanigans. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, there was, especially considering the, the feud between the, the two groups, you right. thought maybe something would happen. Right. Um, I like we just said, like, I love what they're doing with Claudio already. Um, he's getting like what he deserves. I mean, he was in WWE for 
a long time and just kind of bounced around, it seemed, but always put on great matches. Yeah. Now he's getting like the rewards for the hard work, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, classic hook segment right after that. <laughs> These, I, I love it, but I don't know if the average person is loving these. Yeah, I feel like... like, Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just saying, what are they leading to? Like, I laugh every time, but... My only issue with with the hook stuff is he was super over, like, when he first started wrestling. Yeah. And I feel like then it's... Since then, it's kind of just been like... Eh. Like, he's there, and he's cool, and people like him still, but, like, I don't know if he has the same kind of specialness and the kind of buzz that he had you know whenever he whenever it was when he debuted uh, yeah it's i i don't know what it is like maybe they didn't feel he was like progressing enough but then it was like too late because he was already on television and selling yeah and like and maybe they can't like they can't put him over any more any anyone more established because of you know, he's but, new, he's younger or he's newer. He's not that experienced. So like, they don't want to keep, they don't want to put him over anyone bigger, anyone bigger right. names. Right. And they can't yeah. just have him. I mean, they could just have him beat squash guys. That'd be fine. But at least get him on TV. I mean, these, yeah, at least when he was doing that, like give me a minute hook match as opposed to, uh, I don't even know that poor girl's name, but every week she asks him a question and he just smiles and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, for a while, it seemed like they were kind of making Rampage, like the show that Hook is on. Yeah. I feel like they could they could go back to that. Just, like, yeah, have a two-minute Hook match yeah. every Friday. And like, it doesn't take up that much time and it would be something. Yeah, and I mean, just that his music hits, people get, like, his his song's great, by the way. Yeah, uh, and his, like, yeah. presentation's great. Everything about him is is good. And yeah. maybe they don't want to, maybe if he wins a bunch of squash matches, that'll, like, because they have rankings, maybe that'll push him up the rankings and they don't want oh, that. But it's, I don't know. It is, it is a little strange. Like, it's not leading anywhere. But, I mean, uh, Tony Khan has proved timeless, or not timeless, he's proved time and time again, excuse me, that he always has a plan. So this right. Is and there are things something. you think aren't leading anywhere that lead somewhere. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting. Maybe someone's injured and they're waiting for them to come back. Like he has a plan involving a particular roster member yeah. who's not around right now. Yeah. Like we'll see something. We'll be like, Oh, and then that made that two minutes. We talked about that pointless. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serena D versus Anna J and Anna J's hometown, by the way. Um, I thought that was cool. They gave her um, a pretty high profile match. Later and they didn't the immediately too. humiliate her in her hometown. Like, like they would in, in another, <laughs> yeah. in a certain other company. Yeah. Yeah. Again, absolutely. I'm not just trying to, I, I don't want AEW to be the taking shots at, at WWE, but like, yeah, you don't need to constantly humiliate people in their hometowns. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> Serena Deeb is like, we talked about, um, Claudio being the strongest pound for pound guy on the roster. I think Serena Deeb is on the same level as Danielson, if not maybe even above him a little bit. Yeah, she's really good. She is really good. And it proved how good Anna Jay was in this match because she went with her. Like they went toe to toe. It was a solid match. Yeah. I mean, there were there were a couple of points where it seemed like Anna I mean Anna Jay's young and hasn't had that many matches. So there were a couple of points where she seemed a little 
lost and you know Serena Deeb is clearly significantly more experienced than her so I yes. get that that if you're trying to go at the same pace as someone who's done this for 10 years longer than you have I, I get it yeah, um, but they pulled it together like it, it, it worked uh-huh. out and when you're in there with someone like Deeb she just made it work like you were saying like yeah were, it was in the one corner like Anna kind of looked confused and then Deeb just it was a simple little like elbow shot to the stomach and then she like kind of put her like in like a like a headlock type move and she probably just told her calm down yeah there was one there was one other move where she kind of like, seemed like they were supposed to be i forget what it was now like it was supposed to be like a sunset flip or something then it kind of got messed up yeah um and but yeah serena deep experienced enough to just go with that yeah you just you, you know you whisper in her ear don't worry about it on to the next we're we're moving you know i don't know if don't. that's going to be her role i mean i just looked up her age she's 36 so she's not that old. like she's not old old like she could right, do right. this for much longer um, but she's also not young. I don't know if that's going to be her role in AEW, like the person who can be dependable and always be there and like pull out a good match with with anybody, or if she's going to get pushed higher than that. I think she's winning the belt this Sunday. I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, I think it's pretty <laughs> pretty certain. Yeah, um, like a she she wins the match and she doesn't break her hold, which I can't think of the name of and i didn't write it down because i was like oh i remember that nope, i think it's no serenity idea. lock is it the serenity lock uh it's what it's going to be called because we're going to write that down <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, yeah she wasn't breaking the hold and mercedes came down to save anna uh and they kind of had a little stare down and that's what made me think oh okay now we definitely have a there's a clear line of who the heel and who the baby face is right and I definitely think Serena takes the belt at Death Before Dishonor. What do you? Yeah, I think almost certain. I, I'd be very surprised if she didn't. Uh, same here. Jade backstage. <laughs> Stokely Hathaway is, I, as much as I love Jade and the baddies, Stokely being like the mouthpiece of the baddies is hilarious. And he's yeah. good. Yeah, and like I mentioned, like I mentioned last week, I like that no matter who Jade hires, she progress, she eventually gets annoyed by them. Yes, <laughs> and it's the best. Like at the beginning uh, when she hired Stokely, she was like, she loved him, and she was all like, he's great and happy with him. And yeah. now she just kind of like, Ugh, what are you doing? Yeah, like really, we're doing this yeah. again. Yeah, she's here again. The interim baddie situation is is, <laughs> is Stokely so eloquently put it. Is like that needs to be a T-shirt. Just have yeah, all them I, on it and just say the interim baddie situation. I know they stumbled upon this. Like clearly, this wasn't on purpose, but right. it's 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 so great. Oh, it's it's hilarious. It makes sense because that's what she is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just good. I hope that when who is it who's hurt? Red Velvet's hurt, right? Yeah. I hope that when she comes back, she fights her for the interim baddie role and the winner becomes a permanent baddie and the and the loser and the loser has like their baddie record scrubbed <laughs> they're a baddie with an asterisk that would be so amazing that would i want to see so, that i do want to see that too uh now i have a, a, a slight theory here what i think is going to happen you're going to have uh chris statlander and athena challenge jade and um any bat they're just going to leave it open just say hey one of your girls and right. layla gray is going to step up and she's going to be like look jade this is going to be trust me 
this is I'll prove to you that I'm part of this. Well, she turns on Jade halfway through the match, and Jade actually gets pinned, but it's an attack yeah. match. So that's I could see that. Yeah, that's my call on what what I think is going to happen down the road here. That would be cool. That would be super cool. Because uh, then, like you know, it doesn't affect her. Um, perfect streak because it's not a singles match. It'd be like her streak would be ruined in tag matches, but she could be right. in 50 in tag matches and still be the champion. Right. So that's personally, that's what I think they're going to do. And that gets Layla gray over. Uh, obviously Jade would be very mad at Stokely. It puts some, uh, put some heat on, on, on him. Oh, it's let's make that happen. Um, huge main event. Uh, young bucks versus Hobbs and Starks versus Swerve and Our Glory. Now, well, like, obviously we know how this ends. No way would anybody have guessed how this would have ended. No, there was no... I was... I would have... I would have bet money on the Young Bucks winning. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Hobbs and Starks look like they are very ready for the next step. And they've been putting some high... um, high up situations here and they delivered every time they delivered yeah. in this match and they did my favorite challenging for a belt move where they wore gold gear yes i, you I always i always I like when cool. i always like when people who are challenging for a title wear gold i just think it's cool yeah you pointed that out i thought that was that was pretty slick um keith lee proved how much of a brute he is whenever uh, Nick Jackson does the uh, front flip over the top rope, and Keith Lee just catches him on the floor and <laughs> power bombs him into his brother. Like, you have to be very strong to do that. That was insane. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, we saw he can fly. What a frog splash, huh? Yeah, that was, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't expect that either. Uh, totally unexpected. Um, Poor Rick Knox. He did the old referee bump in the corner and got <laughs> annihilated. By it was a, it was it was a little odd that they did a ref bump because correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't get disqualified in the triple threat match, can you? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think I don't you know. can because then who would win? Well, yeah, like if anything, I guess they could just throw you out. But yeah, yeah, just be disqualified per se because then they're right. be a winner. So, so yeah. I get. I guess the reason they did it is because I guess the referee would have stopped, like even if he wouldn't have thought, you know, ended the match, he would have stopped them from using the belts. Ah, uh, that's true. But I, I found fun. it a little weird that they needed a ref bump to to use a title because, like, clearly there's, I mean, there's no countouts in this match. Clearly they they could have just used the belt anyway. But I guess it was because they, the ref would have stopped them. Yeah, it, that was that's a good call. Um... And before we're going to rewind a little bit, I forgot the cool little spot that Nick Jackson and Swerve did at the beginning when they were just nipping up and jumping over the top rope and showing off. Basically, I thought that was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, talked about how much the crowd loves Hobbs and Starks. Uh, I, I'm going to throw this at you. Do you see maybe a face turn coming towards them? Yeah, I could see it. Um they're really they're popular people like them i mean they're they're charismatic 
Uh, they could do either. I mean, especially, you know, Ricky, Ricky strikes his provost. He can be a face. He could be a heel. I feel like that could work either way, yeah. but I could, yeah, it's possible that they could turn face. I'd have to look at, I'd have to look at how many faces and heel well, teams they have on the say. roster. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, they could work either way. And, you know, as we said at the beginning of this, uh, Keith Lee win the belts. Uh, with the con- with, with the controversy of losing track of who the legal man was. And they didn't pin the Bucks, which I think that's right. how the Bucks are going to get their rematch. Because I remember as I was watching it thinking, who's legal? And I don't think it was Swerve yeah. or Keith Lee. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was one of Har- Hobbs and Starks. I definitely agree with and you. And one of the Bucks. Talk- like I, did, I, didn't, I didn't think Swerve and Keith Lee were legal. I know Tony Khan has actually mentioned this on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Because some, some some other blog tweeted that like, oh, will they reverse the decision because they was wrestling Inc. Which would reverse the decision because they weren't legal. And Tony Khan tweeted, as always in AEW and per accepted pro wrestling practices, the referee's decision is final. Oh wow, <laughs> interesting. Which I like. I like that. that I, I think it was a screw up. I think there was a, a you know someone didn't get tagged in when they should have been. Um, right. But I like that they explained it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you know, why beat around the bush about it? Just be like, this is what happened, and here's how we dealt with it. <laughs> right. It was cool. And, yeah, I, there's no way I expected them to win. I, I to, I, I'm happy they did. I mean, they're, they're like, I don't Oh, we didn't say... even talk about the part where it looked like Swerve was, was going to hit Keith Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. that little moment there that, that, that that feels like a thing that when Keith Lee, you know, watches the batch back, he'll be like, hey, wait a second. What was that? Why were and you why were you turning to face me for a second there? Like, what, what was going on there? The. The best tag teams are the tag teams that have this little controversy in them. Yeah. Like, and I hope they do that. Like, are they going to get along or are they not going to get along? Or yeah. And I'm going to leave like, yeah, I don't want them to like split up right away because like i think i mentioned last week like if your your friend does something annoying you're not like well that's it i'm gonna beat you yeah. up and we'll never speak again like you're like no <laughs> right. you you'll you'll try to work it out <laughs> yeah so i hope for a while they they try to work it out and they have a they have this little thing in the background always that's kind of there that like just builds yeah i'm and then eventually totally goes somewhere yeah, totally on board for that. I right. hope they mention it this week. Like, I hope Keith Lee mentions, like, hey, I watched that match back. And I, what was that? Why oh, were you doing that? They're definitely going to have to, you know, that's the elephant in the room, especially with them. You know, there, yeah. there's, been a little, there's been a little shaky ground here lately. So, yeah, they're going to have to, um, they're going to have to acknowledge that, in my opinion. Uh, yes. Moving right along. That was uh, that was night one. Now night two of Fighter Fest happened Friday uh, on Rampage, and like I didn't even put this in the um, Dynamite notes, but on Dynamite, uh, Silver and Reynolds challenged Malachi and Brody, the uh, Kings of the Black Throne, to to a match uh, for Friday. So that's how this match came about. Yeah, I like that little. I like that little additional. Like, there's a reason for the match. They challenge, but not just making yeah. it. Like, there's a. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, 
Brody King is a monster, like legit. <laughs> like yeah, geez. and they're doing a good job of showcasing that. Yes, uh, you know I see people online. They complain that they don't the House of Black isn't used enough. Blah blah blah. But in my opinion, I think that's all part of Malachi's plan. Like he wants them to be special. He wants them to be like an attraction like when the house of black is there it's like oh house of black's here yeah and there's also the reality of i mean everyone can't be used everyone can't be everything all the time and and when they're they're another example of of they use their tv when they get tv time they use it and it matters a hundred percent hundred percent which is much better than even if you're on every week but you're not doing anything interesting like it's better to be on not all the time but you're interesting when you're there right kind of like hook <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i like i like that dark order got on tv just so people will stop complaining about how dark Order's not on tv enough that was yes. good uh well going to that uh the next next line of the notes is everybody loves john silver that dude is the most over dude in the company and yeah i mean i like dark order <laughs> like i i've i like them but like just the the complaints of like, why are you pushing whoever when you could be pushing Dark Order? I'm like, but come on. Like Dark right. Order's good and everyone likes them, but not everyone's a main eventer. And they're not main eventers. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's... They have like a role that people like to see them in. Like, like, like if you go back to, you know, Attitude Era Day, someone like, you know. Like D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown or, or uh, <laughs> Too Cool. Like yeah. they're not going to be in the main event. But they're going to do something, and it's going to be entertaining, and that's yeah. perfect. Like, not everyone's in the main event, but the the role that they have, they do a good job at it. So that's what Dark Order does. Like, they're over. People like them. They get the crowd involved. They get the crowd excited, and they have their job. And they, I'm pretty sure that they know that. Oh yeah, and they're probably grateful. I mean, they have a steady paycheck. <laughs> like, and they get to uh, do cool stuff on TV. Like, it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um Malachi is so good and again I don't understand why he lost his job once yeah. but I'm kind of glad he did or did he quit? No, he No, got he fired. he got released. He got released. That's but hey, whatever. I'm happy for him now. <laughs> that was during the the weird pandemic quote unquote cost cutting time. Oh yeah, that's right. That's whenever they were looking out for people when the world was closed and so they fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and a Thought bunch of people that, that and a bunch of people that it didn't make sense that like he was on TV like I, I think right. he like returned to TV and then like got fired three days later. Like it was really weird. Like he was involved in an angle. It's not like he was a guy who wasn't on television in a while. So you're like, oh yeah, we don't right. need him. We can let him go. Like he was actively on television. It's it was strange. And wasn't his last appearance, didn't Buddy Matthews hurt his eye? I don't know if it was the last appearance, but it was, they were, they were in the middle of a thing where and Buddy Matthews was, hurt his eye. But it was like legit, like he gave him like a black eye, correct? Yeah. And that's how he turned it into the face paint for Malachi. Yeah. And the, the coolest part about that was like, he was on TV, had that feud with Buddy with the eye, then came back and they didn't mention the eye at all. But then when he went uh, to AEW, like he, then he went to AEW, he he cared more about the continuity of that angle, right? Than like the writers of the show <laughs> cared about the continuity of that angle. Like it was it was cool that he well, it mattered to him. 
and he's going to continue it, even though it was in a different company. And that's all that matters. And here we are about a year later, and he's still got the eye. Yeah. <laughs> and Buddy Matthews now is in his stable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, he, he does do a really good job of, like, writing his own story. I, I, I know they don't, they, they don't have writers, but I'm sure, you know, Tony Khan's involved or the people are involved right. in, in the – but, like, his storylines that you can tell he has input in, he does a really good job at it. Yes, and you could tell he has that old school, like mentality. Like he, like he's supposed to be like the like nicest guy in creation of man. Yeah, if you're if you're a kid, but like if me or you would be like, "Hey, Malachi, what's up, man?" He wouldn't even act like we spoke. Right, to him and he'll just walk. And like I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, soon as that match ends. Oh, the House of Black wins, uh, of course. As soon as that match ends, I was I literally thought they were going to commercials. So I got up to work my way to go get a drink in the kitchen. And I just happened to glance at the TV and I see Darby Allen midair jumping off the tunnel. That was cool. And kind I, of a callback to Sting jumping off the tunnel a few weeks ago. Yes, yes. And that led to what I talked about earlier whenever Darby called out the House of Black on dynamite an awesome stare down between malachi and sting yeah at the top of the ramp i really liked their like hesitation of neither of them wanted to walk away neither of them wanted to do any like they weren't going to come at each other but they also weren't going to walk back like and then they walked back a bit and then turned back to each other like it was yeah so good it was good and going into uh what we just talked about earlier about malachi uh controlling like what's going on with things that are involving him we had miro cut a promo which yeah. is pr- probably the most vague promo miro has ever uh cut because he and i i texted you this like i think he volunteered house of black or yeah what, what, or, what was the what was the line he said i can't remember i should have wrote it um have they have they called I forget what it was now. Have have you brought them here to challenge me? Or I'm gonna look it up. You you stall for time. Yeah, um, yeah. I say, yeah. It's like, have you brought them here to challenge me or to for to join them or something like that? But yes, I'll just keep talking. Um, yeah, he either volunteered to join the House of Black or he went full apology to God, kind of, or his God. <laughs> It was he. He asked God if God had sent them here to challenge him or recruit him. Recruit him. Okay. Which was really cool. It was. Yeah. Where's yeah. that going? Yeah. And they still haven't showed his eye. And right. It's. <laughs> and that's. It's bugging me, but it's also cool <laughs> that it's the opposite eye of Malachi's. Right. So I, I, I don't know, makes. I'm sure there's a reason behind it, but it bothers me. I haven't seen his eye yet. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then we had a we had another match. Um, we had a Ring of Honor title match, which was Lee Moriarty getting his re, not rematch, excuse me, getting his redemption match against Jonathan Grisham for turning on him the week before. And we got to see Brian Cage. 
And we got to see Brian Cage. Well, he was <laughs> he was edited out in American TV. It was just a big black square. <laughs> like, like, what the hell's that? <laughs> it's just a block being like, nope, still yeah. doesn't get on AEW TV. Still, we're not at that point yet where we need Brian Cage. <laughs> it's like, is there a naked man around? Oh, no, it's Brian Cage. Okay. Um, Caprice Coleman on commentary, which, again, I always say I love the fact that they honor Ring of Honor like that. Um, but we had a, a very, very, very slow and technical match. Uh, I think these guys were born to work together. It was so smooth and so well put together. Very, very well done. I, I, I it was pay per view quality match in my opinion. Yeah, I was, I was actually until they announced what the match the pay per view will be. I was surprised this wasn't the pay per view match. Yeah. And yeah, well, it makes sense why it's not, but <laughs> here we'll find out. Uh, Grisham retains. Uh, so then Shivani runs down to the ring and tries to get a response from Grisham on why he did what he did. And so well, this was so like 80s wrestling. Claudio's music hits, and then yeah. he just stood there. No mic in hand, yelling, screaming, demanding a match. Just stood there. And then 10 seconds later, Tony Khan signed <laughs> Jonathan Grisham versus Claudio for the belt at the pay-per-view. I, I like how they, they act like, first of all, they act like Rampage is not taped. And, and, I like, and I like how they act like Tony Khan is just sitting there in the back going, oh, yeah, make that match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's out there. Well, come on. Let's, let's give the fans what they want. <laughs> I think I, that I this it. was probably what they were going to do with Claudio initially. Like this was the plan. Yeah, absolutely. Before Danielson got hurt, the plan was absolutely. to just have him be the surprise, like be a, a surprise challenger, not necessarily a surprise the day of the show, but surprise, like, you know, announced the week before or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe this match happens. And then Grisham is talking to Shivani in the ring saying, there's nobody here worthy of me, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden Claudio's right. music would have hit. And then, Oh my God, god who's that oh it's claudio castagnoli yeah but still cool still works super cool super cool and then uh, you know I, I want your opinion on this the christopher daniels segment uh, was it weird to you how like i mean i understand there's history there but just weird how he called out jay lethal <laughs> yeah it seemed like it came out of nowhere really especially because jay lethal's involved in a storyline yes yeah and then like you know you of course you have caprice coleman say oh well in 2005 they had a an unsettled right. feud like oh okay. and, and christopher daniels kind of explained it being like i know you have a thing with samoa joe but like it was a little it's a little weird yes um i, I think it's there to, to put christopher daniels back in roh but it was a little hundred percent hundred it was a little odd oh i just thought of it what if uh what if Daniels joins Tully Blanchard? Oh yeah, Ooh. I could see that. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Because then, I mean, oh, I don't even want to go there. Well, we're going to go there real quick. Because <laughs> you have Jay Lethal with, he's with Satnam Singh and uh, Sanjay Dutt. So, okay, it would make total sense. He challenges him and, you know, Tully, you know, offers him you know, a, a spot in his faction. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I really want ROH to have a show at this point. 
because now they have some stuff going on. They've kind of established yeah. who the who some of the wrestlers are. They've kind of established, you know, the you know who's feuding with who, who's doing what. Like I I I want them to have a show. And I I think we're gonna find out Saturday. I keep yeah. Maybe they'll Saturday. announce it. Maybe they're waiting for the pay per view to announce something. And it doesn't necessarily mean like these guys can't work for AEW as well. Oh yeah, because I'm sure they absolutely. will. Like Claudio Claudio is not going to ROH exclusively like he's going to go back and forth like i'm assuming a lot of them will but i want rh to have a whether it's a you know a youtube show or a you know streaming show somewhere or something like i i want them to have a show or give them rampage if they can't get another show like make that make it roh rampage Mm, yeah that would that would rule i but like i said i think we're gonna find out at the at the pay-per-view that Uh, makes sense Chris Statlander and Athena versus the Renegade Twins, who I love the Renegade Twins. They're like the past year and a half, they've been uh, on dark and elevation. They've gotten very good, and I was glad to see them make like the big show for once. Even yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool little thing, even though they get squashed. <laughs> it's a cool thing to be like, yeah. we recognize that you've improved. Yeah, you put so, the work in, here you go. Yeah. Uh, so total squash, and then you had Jade and Kira Hogan run in and clear the ring of Statlander and Athena. And this is where my theory of you're going to see Stat and Athena make the challenge maybe this week. Um, yeah, because it's got to go somewhere. Because it's like we mentioned last week, it's a little odd that they're both going for the title. Like they can't both go for the title. Yeah. So it has to result. I mean, it has to go to yes. a tag match. That makes the perfect yeah. sense. That makes perfect sense for it to be a tag match. And like, I don't want to say they're running out of time, but you know, they're kind of. I don't want to say dragging their feet either, but it's like just make the challenge already. <laughs> like, right. You could say the match is in two weeks or something, but right. Yeah, like quit beating around the bush and just make the challenge already. Yeah. Um. I thought this the next segment was a little weird. Like we're not going to sit here and say that everything AEW does is great, but I thought they totally dropped the ball with the gun club explaining why they left the acclaim. It just, it, it didn't even make sense what they said. Yeah. It was a little odd. <laughs> it was like, it was like, Oh, family is stronger than friendship. Okay. Well, like that is true. <laughs> But yeah, it was a little it, weird. It's not a ex- reason. <laughs> yeah, it was a little strange. Uh, Other I, than it, maybe, maybe just because they remember they turned on on Paul White like a year ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Billy and never also chair. never really explained that. Like maybe just maybe the the gun clubs thing is they turn on people. Like it's it, yeah, but it's a little weird, yeah. especially because they didn't mention that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that it was not done well i, I don't know i'm gonna and then I max caster who clearly should be upset like wrapped it's a little it was a little odd <laughs> yeah i, I mean i know that rapping is... is his thing and it's it's good but like it was a little the hopefully hopefully was... this goes somewhere more interesting than this yes uh but we did learn for the second that uh dumpster fire was over <laughs> we learned that Lee Moriarty gets Dante Martin this week. Now, is that was for Rampage, right? I believe so, yes. Okay, I thought so. That match is going to be amazing. I mean, 
I, 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 I can't even begin to uh, – that match is just going to be off the rails. Yeah, it's going to be good. Like, one, whoever wins that match is, like, that. that's going to be the start of their, like, next – I don't want to say push because they're both up-and-comers, but they're going to be on a different level after that match. Yeah, uh, and I, wanted, I want to see them do something with both of them because, I mean, they both had good matches. They both done a lot. Dante kind of got a push for a while and then I understand the situation like his brother came back and then got injured again like it was a little odd um and I know there's like we've said a million times there's only so much tv time there's only so many pushes they can give but I would like to see both of them involved in something a little bit more I totally agree and and I I hope this is the stepping stone that's going to get us to that yeah um uh surprise main event uh not the private party doesn't deserve it. I, I thought it was very cool that they got booked in the main event against the Lucha Bros. Yeah. And apparently uh, the, the Andrade still manages them. That's what I was just going to say. Like, <laughs> we, we forgot about them existing almost. <laughs> the fact that people forgot they were still part of uh, the Andrade uh, family the, office. Um, is that still a, is that still office. a group? Because I, I know, I, I know, uh, I think no Excalibur idea. mentioned like, oh, they're back together right now for one night only. But like, is it one night only or is it not? Like, it was a little because they didn't have a falling out. It's not like they broke up. Right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but again, if you would have, when I saw this graphic on Wednesday night, I would have never guessed that the, this match would have started out as a mat wrestling match. No. <laughs> and kudos to private party like i did not realize either of those guys were that good of mat wrestlers like no disrespect not trying to disrespect them but like they're high flyers i didn't know they could chain wrestle like yeah for sure it's amazing they're another team just like we were talking like they they kind of disappeared they were like when AEW first started they got a push and then when they joined matt hardy they kind of got a push and then they meh so like yeah, it was cool. And I, there's a lot of tag teams, so it's hard to say that they should be pushed more because there's, you know, 10 tag teams that probably should be pushed more. Right. right. Um, and, or at least ahead of them. Uh, so it's a little odd to, like, I'm not saying they should be challenging for belts or anything, but I, they should be doing something because they're, they're good. In my opinion, they would be perfect for Ring of Honor. Yeah. It does feel like a lot of this, what's happening in AEW right now, is kind of waiting for a Ring of Honor program. Yeah, for sure. Because you're and seeing then, people you haven't seen for a minute. Like, yeah. Time. And then they can put, you know, 20 guys or however many guys they're going to put on on Ring of Honor. And that'll, that'll, that's how they'll get their, their stories. That's how they get their TV time. Yeah. Uh, let's just say we all knew this, so we'll just glance over this real quick. But Ray Phoenix is insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The things that he pulls off in the ring. Stuff that you don't, he's up there with like Dante Martin and a couple other people later. Like, how is that even like, how, how are you doing this? (laughs) And going back to what we were saying before about people taking bumps on the apron, like when Ray Phoenix gets on the top rope, like I get nervous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because like, even when he jumped off the top of the cage, he jumps he just doesn't leap. Right. Like, yeah. 
he like gains extra height. He gets higher yes. again. <laughs> yeah, like most people jump forward. He jumps up and out. Like right. It's uh one complaint with this match, it was maybe like three quarters of the way over. We were texting back and forth. Kind of had a it wasn't sloppy. It was just a little bit of a mess. Yeah, it felt like there was a like finish. Not even a lot. Like it wasn't even missed spots. It was just like a. It was a little awkward, and I I don't know if, if that had to do with you know, the fact that ramp it was like eleven o'clock and I was tuning. I was a little tired, um, well, but it seemed I, it's it seemed like it was a little not sloppy, not missed, like just, just yeah, off. that's it. it like was kind just of off, kind right? of off. And I'm with you. I I didn't even realize at the time until about 10 minutes after the show ended, I actually had to rewind the TV because I fell asleep. And, yeah, I do, I do. I, I do feel realize. like, I do feel like, I mean, I understand why, I think we talked about this last week, why they're, why they're in the time slot that they're in. I mean, they're not going to go up against SmackDown. They're not going right. to go up against the NFL. Like I get why they are where they are, but it's not a great time slot for, for rampage. Like it, it ends yeah. at 11 o'clock on Friday. And yeah, right. So either if you're if you're a young person you're out on Friday exactly. night. Exactly, that's what I was and if you saying. and if you're if an you're old person old like, like us, us, you're not staying up till eleven o'clock. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like you start the show and then you finish it. Nine times out of ten you finish it, but sometimes you got to watch it in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Right. Uh, Lucha Brothers win, and again I thought it was uh, other than the little. I like we said it wasn't mishaps or whatever. It was just a little like chaos, we'll say, towards yeah. the end there. Uh, all in all, fantastic week of programming, and we still have two more nights of Fighter Fest, which include a barbed wire match and <laughs> a bunch of other matches that uh, we have Brody King and uh, Darby that was announced. Uh, I think just over the weekend that was announced yeah it's what it's one of those things where like i get to dynamite you know, dynamite airs and i'm like oh yeah i forgot that they were doing that that's cool like it yeah there's so much <laughs> going on uh <clears throat> well it has become that time again it is time to rant rick all right uh you want to go first or i have first? like a ra- i have a rant and a half so it's Sick. two separate rants but one of them is short okay. um my my first rant is they announced uh, all out for Chicago, correct. And I hear a lot of they do a lot of shows in Chicago, which they do. Mm-hmm. And and as someone who's in Toronto and would love to have AEW come here, I get that <laughs> that you want AEW to be in your like when there was the rumors of all out possibly coming here, like I was super excited. Um, but. Like you've seen the everyone's seen the crowds in Chicago. You've heard the crowds in Chicago. You've seen how fast they sell out every time. Yeah. Of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna go there a lot. Like it's hundred percent. It makes perfect sense for them to be there, especially all out, which is always in Chicago. Like yeah. I do, kind of like the the continuity of like this is the Chicago pay per view, and then we have a, a Vegas pay per view that we do a lot. Yeah. Like I like yeah. that. Um, so it makes perfect sense for them to do the show in Chicago. And I, I actually tweeted this from the, the Twitter account, and I want to ask you. Yeah. Do you consider Jacksonville or Chicago like AEW's home base? Like that's where they're, you know, like New York is WWE's home base. Yeah. What what do you, what would you consider AEW's? I would say Chicago, just because that's where Tony Khan is from. 
Yeah. Uh, he happens to work out of Jacksonville because his dad owns a football team, which is that's absurd to even say out loud. And they did, <laughs> they did. I mean, they did, they did, they did the whole pandemic show in Jacksonville, but that was more like a because they had to. And they had that's where uh, that Daly's place is part of the Jaguar Stadium, so. right? Like that's where they could do those shows, just yeah, like WWE they, did them from various like that. They, they, yeah. they didn't do, yeah, they didn't do them from Madison Square Garden because they couldn't. Right. Didn't just like I mean, if, if AEW could have done a, all their shows in Chicago, I think they might have, but they couldn't. So yeah. Jacksonville was a good home for them. It's a good. It has a good. It has a good storyline going for it now. That like it's mm-hmm. remember we did all that Daly's place, at the, but like Daly's yep. place is not the United Center, and 100%. I'd say the I'd say the United Center is or anywhere in Chicago is AEW's kind of home base where they're. That's where they get the hot crowds. That's where you get the big Absolutely. angles. That's where like all the cool stuff happens. And I, I totally get that. And I like that. I, as I said, like someone who wants AEW to come here very, very badly. Um, <laughs> I, but like, I get it. And it, I like that it's in Chicago. I like that they do that. That's their thing. And they kind yeah. of have a, a connection to a city like that. And I mean, look at the, listen to the crowds. Like, yes, they just had a show there. Oh, they just it's... had Forbidden Door. But like how yeah. hot were those crowds? And uh-huh. I don't know what ticket sales for All Out are like if they've even started yet, but I'm sure it's, I mean, it's not even a big arena. I'm sure they're selling it out. Like, I'm sure it's going to oh, be gonna, yeah, sold out, out right away. So it makes, yeah, and then that's, and that's not even including CM Punk. Right. Like, if you want Chicago to be your home and CM Punk is probably your biggest star, like, of course, you're going to do shows there, whether or not he's in the shows or not, like, it's, the home it's where you're where you have your shows and i like it i i don't i don't get the complaints other than that you want the show or i want the show in in your city well right <laughs> but other than that like i don't care if you know, i don't care if they did in chicago once a month like the crowds are good the shows are good like as long as people are yeah. still going and, and they're excited for it do chicago run chicago all the time knock yourselves out now just out of pure curiosity what was the how the poll end I actually have to check. I think it was. I think it was Chicago, but I have to check. Nice. I didn't actually see the ending of the <laughs> the ending of it. Let me see. Okay. It was. No, Jacksonville. Sixty percent Jacksonville. Oh, wow. Thirty-two. Thirty-two percent Chicago. Oh, okay. And eight eight percent somewhere else. Eight percent somewhere else, which I think was just people saying, say, "Yeah, who the hell?" Trying trying to be the opposite because, like, where else would it be? <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I guess maybe Vegas, but not really. Yeah, because I mean, they they literally the first show was in Vegas, but right. And and another reason, I mean, you say Chicago is their home is that's where All In was, which yes. is kind of the birth of AEW. Not really, but it's where it came from. Right. So yeah, that's my that's my that's my mini rant on mini on rant. why I think okay. it should be in Chicago. Your turn. All right, my turn. Okay, well, I said I was going to talk about TV 14. <laughs> yes. And we all know why I'm going to talk about it, because uh, the evil corporation, WWE, <laughs> they, I'll probably get a cease and desist for that. I'll probably get fined. Um, <laughs> WWE claims that they are going to go TV 14, uh, actually starting tonight. Tonight's the... First night I think they pushed it back. I think they weren't. They were going to oh, do it this week, and I think they've moved it. Yeah. Oh, because why? 
couldn't you just let people swear a week earlier? But regardless, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my opinion on why they're doing it. And it is the biggest scumbag move of all scumbag moves. And it's so gross. Uh, they're, they're doing this because of the people that they're now hiring, AKA like personalities. They right. went to TV 14. So somebody like Logan Paul could still run his YouTube channel, even though other people that are on that roster aren't allowed to have them. And he yeah, that makes swear, sense. He can swear on that channel and still be a bajillionaire for YouTube views because like that's, I mean, that's his bread and butter. They know that at any minute he can leave, but he's also a draw as in, hey, look, if you know what YouTube is, you know this guy. And guaranteed that's why they did it. And so he'll continue to make YouTube videos more of an, not, he's not like an adult YouTube channel, but they, they say TV 14 swear words on his channel and they do crazy things. They've been to like, gnarly places haunted places people cuss people swear like and all these people that they're hiring they're bowing down to them and slapping people with rules and restrictions who actually need that job yeah and that makes a lot of sense like, i mean it, it and, doesn't make sense but i get where you're coming from yeah and, and when i found out they were doing that that's the first place that my head went and it it is just such a scummy thing and like of course the internet all they cared about was oh i can't wait for Liv morgan to be in playboy now that's <laughs> not why they changed the tv 14 so the women right. get nude no right <laughs> like that was a different time i don't even know if playboy still exists today but yeah what that was this this was actually going to be my second rant so we can oh, we can go into perfect. we can go into this um it definitely was a different time, and when you look at the the night the late nineties where where WWF was you know attitude and where WCW was, there was also you know Jerry Springer and the beginnings of South Park and oh yeah all that stuff going on, and that's that's never going to happen now. And you can't you can't even watch a show from nineteen ninety eight or nineteen ninety nine or two thousand and think this should be on TV right now because like it shouldn't be. There's a lot of stuff that they were doing yeah. back then that now we're re- we're like, yeah, maybe don't, you know, maybe every women's match doesn't have to end with someone getting stripped. Like that's that's <laughs> good that we did we stopped doing that. Yeah. And that's never coming back. Like they they're a publicly traded company that has right sponsors. Like right. they're not going <laughs> to that's that's not why they're going TV 14. They're not doing it to be like we're going to have nudity and like no, they're doing it yeah. so like you're right, like yeah. the people who they've brought in can continue to do the stuff that they did and so like Cody can bleed once in a while. Yeah. And that that's all Cody needs. He just gets happy. <laughs> he sits it up and cuts his forehead. He's like, "Hey, honey, look." <laughs> no, great. <laughs> and my my rant on this was Monday Night Raw, much like 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 AEW shows but especially Monday Night Raw based on the time that it's in, that shouldn't, that's never, the idea of them aiming that show towards children, and which is weird because PG-13 doesn't mean children. PG-13 right. means, you know, 13-year-olds. Right. It doesn't mean eight-year-olds, right? right? So, I mean, Raw airs from eight till 11 o'clock. Like what, uh, the kids, are, kids aren't watching that show live. Like it, it ends at 11 <laughs> o'clock on a Monday. Right. Like they're, they're at 
they have school. They're gonna they're gonna go Correct. to like teenagers are watching it, but it's oh, not yeah. it's not a show for you know nine year olds. It's a show for you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, whatever age kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they ever made it a show a focus on children never made any sense. Like it's a show where they it airs at eleven o'clock and everybody fights each other like it's not a sh- right. it's, not, it's not a show for little kids the show that 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 is for little kids is like i mentioned before when we were when we were young and they used to have you know superstars or whatever on yeah. saturday mornings like saturday the saturday morning wrestling can be for kids you could edit it down you can take out yep. the stuff that's not suitable for you know saturday morning and that can be your how you get a younger audience to watch your show but like raw never needed to be raw's not for 10 year olds Roz for teenagers at no, at, at minimum yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah i mean even just based we on young. the fact that it, it's it's on 11 o'clock like come on yeah and even when we were young it was called raw is war like, right i mean that's it, it yeah it, this whole thing of people thinking that like all of a sudden uh i guess apparently starting next week now uh the wwe is going to be like old school ecw like no right it's not going to be like that at all it's it's not going to be like that at all they have sponsors they're not going to do that and this i don't want to make this into like a turning an insulting wd thing but it always turns into that's not the yeah. problem exactly the that's... reason the reason <laughs> raw is not something i watch ever um is not because they don't swear <laughs> right like that's not my reasoning for not watching the show. The reason I don't watch the show is is because it's not interesting. The stories don't go anywhere. The characters are bored. Like there's a lot of reasons, but none of like the, I feel like they used the fact that it was PG as like a crutch to be like, oh yeah, we could do a lot more stuff if we just weren't PG. But like, no, you yeah. could do a lot of stuff. As there's a lot of movies that are PG, yeah. and they're still interesting movies. Like you yeah. don't have to swear or like bleed. To, to be interesting so it, it that's not the problem it's and having them bleed once in a while is not going to instantly make the show better i feel like it might make it make more sense because it's weird that a show geared around two people fighting, fighting each other <laughs> right. they can't they can't swear or bleed like it's weird right. to have that like yeah. i i think sometimes AEW does too much with the blading like not not, not, as, not as much now that actually no they still do um <laughs> i think they they blade maybe too often um but it is a show about fighting and hitting each other with steel and throwing each other yes. into chain like so i mean someone it, someone should be bleeding it doesn't make sense to not have that happen correct and you don't have to do it every week but like it's it always seemed weird when like two grown men in a wrestling ring are like i'm so mad at you i will beat your butt next week like yes he's yeah, a 30 year old man like he's <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah yeah like I, I i remember me and my buddies one night we were talking about it and like <laughs> someone said something like could you imagine if you were like at a bar one night and like two drunk guys got into an argument and was like dude you don't shut your mouth right now i'm gonna take you outside whoop your butt yeah <laughs> and like <laughs> like the rest of the bar like we were like yeah they would everyone would beat up that guy like just for talking like that. So in <laughs> that sense, grown. maybe the show will get better because it'll make a little bit more sense. 
I still think you need the storylines. If you just have people come out and swear every once in a get right, the problem while, is not like, yeah, yeah. this <laughs> like the, there's maybe this will be the start of it them being able to realize that we can write stories. But if they do the exact same show they do now, but someone swears sometimes, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I it doesn't. I could totally see it being that. <laughs> Like it's the same show, but somebody every once in a while says a bad word. I won't even yeah. say one, but right. <laughs> so it's not it's not gonna change everything. It's not gonna be hugely different. I didn't even think of it this the angle of the they want guest stars to be able to do their stuff, which is a whole other yeah, that's a whole other problem. Yeah, um, and like I said, and that's to me, that's why it's scummy because you know they're allowed to have that because that's quote unquote their livelihood. Oh, okay, right. but you're not allowed to start a Twitch channel and play video games because why? Like, yeah, like what? What? Like what? You know? And I don't even think. I mean, some people were saying that the change to TV fourteen is because of um, AEW, which I don't even think it is. Maybe I could see that a little bit if you watch the two programs side by side. You might think oh, there's definitely a difference. There's sure. a definitely, a but I don't even think the difference is necessarily like the restrictions that PG puts on you aren't that great. I mean, they're not they're not they're not TVG. It's not geared towards right. five year olds, yeah. right? Like, right. I mean, they they can still do a lot of things with a PG thirteen rating that they're not doing, and right, it's not it's not the rating that's the problem. It's how they having to call everything a championship title or a championship title opportunity. Like that's what makes it sound weird. Right. Like yes. yeah. coming out and saying, I will challenge you at the next premium live event in a challenge, in a championship title opportunity. Like that doesn't sound like a human being. Like nobody, nobody <laughs> right. speaks like that. Yeah. So unless they get rid of that stuff as well, it's still going to come off as weird and like not seem realistic, not seem like they're real people. Whereas like someone like an AEW, like I know sometimes their things don't work. Sometimes a, a promo doesn't work or an angle doesn't work. And sometimes they don't explain something or sometimes they, but it's, they all seem like actual people. Right. Well, and that's like real life. Like you right. know, things don't always work out in your favor or, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know, today I'm going to water the garden and your hose breaks. Like sometimes that just happens. <laughs> Right. Actually, I think Jericho Jericho goes a lot of weird rants, and some of them I don't agree with. Uh, but he went on one recently about when people chant UF up, UF'd up at people, which I think I've mentioned before. Yeah. And he was like, first of all, wrestling is hard, so yes. don't do that. Second of all, <laughs> like, ath- like per- real professional athletes, like you'll watch a, a hockey player skate, and they'll lose an edge, and they'll fall down, because yeah. that's what happens in sports. Like, people miss yeah shots sometimes people screw up like it happens and to expect it to never happen in wrestling is weird because wrestling's supposed to be a if you're believing in the story it's supposed to be a sport right so people screw up in sports like people mess up and they don't do what they're supposed to do so it it seems more realistic actually not less realistic that they screw up sometimes and uh, we talk about this all the time too about back in the day that all stems from the ecw crowd right <laughs> like they enjoyed destroying people right and i was one of them people i mean right you know when ecw come to town i was there and i was chanting 
everything that they were chanting. Right. <laughs> and the things that we got away with chanting were, you talk about a different time, holy mackerel. Yeah, and again, that's not coming back, nor should most of it come back. Like that, that's <laughs> no. never going to happen. You're not going to get the stuff, you know, even yeah. even not ECW. You're not going to get the stuff that you know Val Venus or DX or Sable would get away with yeah. in 1998. And like for good reason, things have changed. Like society's yeah. different, people are different. So to yeah. think that like, oh, next week it's going to be the Attitude Era, like that, that <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, and it never will be. That was a specific time. Which actually, if you watch the very you know nineteen ninety seven Raws, they were PG. Oh wow, I didn't even realize. Like that. Raw only switched, I think, in like late ninety seven, maybe early ninety eight. Like for a while, they were still PG, and they just. Oh, you know, now that you say that, I, I do remember that because I remember Bret Hart had a problem with it going a little more mature. Yeah, so like it I was around like ninety seven ish that they changed, yeah. like. But they were, I mean, that was after Austin showed up. I mean, if you watch, I've, I've only watched this because I noticed it just by fluke. I was watching like the old Raw intro, like the first, remember when they first changed to Raw's War and they had the intro mm -hmm. in like the warehouse with the stuff blowing up. I was watching yeah. it on YouTube once and it was, you know, was off of somebody's recording of the show. And in the corner, it says TV PG. Like it was PG at that point wow. in time. That's so, nice. I mean, maybe they pushed it a little too far, but they could still do things that they're not doing now. And there's nothing to do with the rating of the show. It has to do with the way the company is run and the way the writers write the programs. Yep. And that all comes from them being, I don't want to say forced, but having a board of directors that'll be like, no, hire Hollywood script writers. They can tell good stories. Like, no, you need somebody that understands pro wrestling, AKA an old pro wrestler. Yes, the the <laughs> weird the weirdest thing to me still is the. This is going on for a while now, but the weirdest thing to me is the like the verbiage that they use. Like I said, how everything oh, has to be. They have to use yeah. the proper terminology. Yeah. Like that's odd because that's not how I understand it's a branding thing or whatever. And if the announcers used it, said that, that would make perfect sense. Like if the announcers always called it a championship oh, yeah. opportunity, like fine, that's they work there in the in the storylines. <laughs> they're the company, right? They're the, right. like like when you watch an True. NHL game, the people calling the game are the responsible ones, right? But right. like the athletes themselves shouldn't have to follow those guidelines. Like the performers shouldn't have to follow those guidelines. True, that's good and call. it makes it sound odd and not realistic. Well, like I always say, that's why they're done hiring indie wrestlers and they want to create their own quote unquote sports entertainers from other outlets so they yeah. can train them and like it's a negative word nowadays and I'm trying not to use it, but groom them yeah. <laughs> into being what they want. Uh and that's exactly what they want. They want something where someone's just going to come in and look at it as like a role that they're playing. They don't want someone like, even someone like Danhausen. Like Danhausen owns his face paint. He owns like uh, his voice. He, he owns the whole character. WWE yeah. doesn't want that because they can't make money off of it. But it's not even, it's like, it's worse than the ownership thing because it'd be one thing if they scripted. And they told you everything you're going to say and they scripted your promos and they wrote them out for you and they owned your name and they owned your character. And like, that would be one thing. If the stuff they were writing was 
good. Well, that's true. Right? You know what I mean? Like, that's, like when you're yeah, if, if, if you're that. an actor and you're you know, uh, right, Robert Robert Pattinson, and you're playing Batman. He clearly doesn't own Batman. He has not, no ownership of Batman. True. He didn't create any of this. He's reading a script that someone wrote for him. But it's just they wrote a good script, so it sounds good. And whereas, like, to, yeah, yeah, like in the universe that he's in, he's a believable Batman. But when you write a script for someone that they all sound, they're all using buzzwords and verbiage and and quotes, and like it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound good. It sounds like it's poorly written. Like that's the problem. (laughs) And that's that's, not going to change anytime soon. Unless they, unless they do a drastic overhaul of how they present their shows. Agreed. That's why (laughs) we'll just soil. We'll, we'll we'll go. We'll just agree with that because I know I, I I know I kind of stole your rant there, but that was, it was, it was my planned rant as well. So yeah, well, it was the big news of the week. I mean, yeah. Uh, and that's what like people our age have been asking of them for like the longest time. And, you know, <laughs> the, I read something funny uh, online, someone posted or tweeted, I can't remember. Um, they were like, yeah, we'll believe this. Just like we, uh, we fell for the one time you said you're going to start listening to the fans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the thing. I know we're very negative about WWE, WWF, but like WWE, but WWE, like we, yeah. we grew up watching that show. Like we grew up watching raw. Like yep. I have, I've watched a ton of raw and yep. I, I watched a lot of wrestling. Like I'll, I'll still watch WrestleMania. I'll still watch Royal Rumble because like, I'm used to watching it. Like I've, I've grown up with it. So See, like if, better than me. if it was good, <laughs> I might watch it all the time, but it's not. So like, it's, it's not that I, it's not that I, <laughs> Yes, because especially because of recent things that have come out in the yeah. news, uh, there's a lot of negativity award towards the company, and that makes sense, and there should be, and maybe I don't necessarily want them to succeed because of those things. But there is mm-hmm. always a there is always a part of me that's just like I watched the show for a really long time, and I wish it was good. Like maybe it would be mm-hmm. cool if it was good again. And I'm yeah. not even like maybe this works. Maybe they do something and they drastically change everything, and the shows are good, and that would be fine. Like maybe I'd watch it. And if I didn't, like, it would be good that it's getting, like, I'm not watching every movie either. Well, but yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's it's good that they're good. Like I'll hear about a TV show and be like, I've heard that show is good. I haven't watched it, but like, it's good that it's good. So it would be better if it was a more interesting show. Like it would be more, it would be better for like wrestling as a whole and for TV viewers as a whole and for, you know, if, if someone left AEW to go to WWE, you don't – right now when you hear about someone coming to WWE like from NXT or from whatever, you're just like, oh, how are they going to screw this up? Yep. <laughs> Which wasn't the case before. Like when, you'd, when, when Jericho jumped from WCW to WWF, you were just like, oh, now they'll use him properly. Like that was the reputation right. they used to have. Right. And right. They've, they've gone very far from that reputation, and it would be nice if they had that reputation again, and I don't know if they will. Like you said, something drastically has to to happen to Vince. That's that's the bottom line, right? Because like he's still—I mean, he's still head of creative, so all the stuff that goes yeah. on the air is him. So and and he holds all like he holds majority votes too. So uh, if the board votes one way, he cannot vote that. 
Right. Like, so like that's so and, and, unless he chooses to leave or or something bad happens to him. Right. He's not going anywhere. And so I can't mm-hmm. see it unless unless he has a complete 180 change of heart on how he's going to run this company. I can't see it being drastically different. I think the the reason he went to to TV 14 and gave the wrestlers more freedom and all the stuff he did in the late 90s was because he would have got out of business otherwise. And I mean, it's the famous quote. Um, I think it was from it was either Austin or or Mick Foley said like Vince actually had the realization that like pop culture had passed him by, right? And like he was trying to still create characters, and then like oh, okay, every time I come up with an idea, it's bombing. <laughs> Let's right. maybe let let these guys and girls do their thing, and then that was basically the birth of the attitude era as in you didn't need to be like rick the destroyer you could just be yourself turned up right 20 like right but i I think the reason he did that was because he had no other choice like wcw was crushing them at the time oh yeah i mean you you had to do something drastic and they were running out of money like they would have they would have not survived being what and like but right now like even if you can say the TV program isn't interesting and the shows are boring and whatever, like they've making more money than they've ever made before. Yeah. So there's like, so there's no reason for him financially. Like he has no reason to actually change unless he wants to, he doesn't have to do anything like the board of directors financially are happy with the financial outlook of the company. Like he has no reason to change unless he just thinks he wants the show to be different, which I don't think he does. I think he, he, he's has billions of dollars. Like he's, probably very happy with himself yeah and and, like just imagine like putting anybody else that's a ceo of a company in his situation they probably like probably wouldn't even believe it was real like that oh wait you so you mean you have a tv show that's like does average but like it does good numbers but like not fantastic numbers and right like you're, you're not selling out every show you're doing and like this is down this is down this is down but you're making record profits like how right are you doing that like <laughs> yeah and for that reason i can't see him changing i think he changed yeah, in the 90s like, because he? he was losing money he was not financially successful yeah and wanted yeah. to be and now he is financial, so why would he change? Realistically, yeah. like, why would he change? Yeah. He's why making... would anybody? Like, yeah. If, you know, if I could just sit around and do literally absolutely nothing and make billions of dollars, like... Right, and just be, do? like, more, more more financially successful than you've ever been before? Like, yeah, yeah. You, just keep, you just keep doing it. Yeah, I would just be like, well, I'll catch you guys on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> ride this one out here. I mean, yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... It is what it is. Uh, but uh, do you have any any closing remarks after that was a, that was an awesome rant, by the way. Yeah, that was a long rant. I, sorry for the the length of that, but I, no, I enjoyed we, it. We both we both needed it. It it had to be said. Like I mean, you made a good point. Like WWE slash WWF. Like that's what we grew up watching. We grew up on the Attitude Era. So people thinking that that's gonna turn come back. Nope. <laughs> yeah the attitude there right. is not coming back and that's not the problem yeah it, it 100 is not the problem i'm it's yeah <laughs> like the weirdest thing and, and it's it's weird to turn this into a wwe versus AEW thing but the weirdest thing is like when he before he was injured 
Cody was probably their biggest star for like the couple months he was there oh, before yeah. he got hurt. Like he was a big for deal. Sure. He he looked like a big deal. People liked him. Like, but mm-hmm. they just took what Cody created and what AEW created and put it on their show. And because yeah, they hadn't, <laughs> and because they hadn't like screwed with it, it came across as a big deal. It came yeah. across as something cool and something different because they hadn't messed with it yet. But I feel like they're like their process messes with stuff. Oh, it, yeah, because uh, dude, man, Vince's ego is the size of uh, Texas, and it has to be his way or no way. So, yeah. <laughs> like, they just hadn't best. screwed with what Cody came up with yet. So yeah. so it was well, so it was working. Word. So people liked yeah. it. But would that have lasted? Like, would they have started changing it? Would they have... I was very surprised that even his intro where he says, you know, wrestling has more than one. I was surprised that they put wrestling in there. I, I, I'm, sports entertainment yeah Come on, not it, even great <laughs> that would have been really funny actually right yeah I would that would have been really funny if they did that <laughs> and in a totally uh, different voice so like it was <laughs> like a blatant like <laughs> yeah but i i mean i get why they didn't change him because first, first of all that was probably the contract he signed that he has more oh, yeah. freedom than a lot of other yeah. people and second of all i think the reason they did it was they wanted to show people who are in AEW right now hey if you come over we're not going to screw you we're going to yeah. let you be yourself and maybe they would let cody be himself or they'd probably let jericho be himself or if cm punk for whatever reason came back they would let them but they're not going to let everybody like Lee do moriarty that. would never right. sign with wwe and be himself and have like and have creative control and get to do yeah. what he like that's that's not happening yeah. Or you know, even someone like Orange Cassidy, like they're not gonna, they're gonna give the biggest stars some freedom, but they're not gonna give everybody that freedom. Yep. Totally. Which, agree, which, man. which was the conspiracy theory I heard, which is reading far too much into this, that they're going TV fourteen because they want to lure MJF over when his contract expires, and the only way that he'll come is if he gets to be himself. So, but like they're not gonna change their entire program for for anyone i don't think but see even if mjf isn't signed even though i think he is already yeah this like it's not just about letting the guy swear like right mjf as his character the first time he would flip off a little kid or knock a drink out of someone's hand ringside or rip up someone's sign like the board of directors would and sponsors would go bananas. Yeah. The reason Cody works there is because Cody's, I mean, Cody's character is super good guy. Yeah. So it works. Like if he was coming out and, you know, doing something offensive that they wouldn't let it continue. They, they let it continue because he's comes out and waves an American flag and talks about his dad. Like it's, it's, it's a WWE character. It's a, it's a, it it works for them. It works in their, in their show. But yeah, MJF wouldn't. Yeah, he just, like, even Attitude Era Austin, like, all he did was make fun of Vince and talk about Vince and slander Vince. Like, he wasn't, I mean, every heel calls, like, oh, this town with a bunch of stupid people in it. Like, uh, that's not what MJF would do. Like, I mean, he was calling women names, children names. Right. Like, they could never have that on USA. Yeah, on I shouldn't say on USA. The channel could have that. Yes, you could never have that WWE for it being publicly traded. Like right. people would literally melt down. 
because that would drop stock prices instantly. Right. And like they have spot. I mean, when, when Brian Daniels and Dan- Daniel Bryan choked out, I think it was, I don't it remember was who it was. Justin Roberts. It was Justin Roberts. There you go. Yeah. Um, they, they eye. got, yeah, that was a problem because the sponsors got mad. Like the sponsors yeah. don't want to be affiliated with that show, which I get like WWE, yeah. the way it is now, like it makes a lot of money because they can get, they can get top tier sponsors because they're not going to do anything yeah. that's going to offend the sponsors. Yep. And so it makes them a lot of money, but yeah, you're not going to have, you know, Mattel or whoever their sponsors are advertising right after MJF is, you know, insulted <laughs> someone's mom. Right? Right. Like it's not going right. to. Yeah. Even the stuff that Christian's doing wouldn't fly in WWE now. Right. And like, not that what Christian's doing is like, uh, we always say like, it's not the classiest, but right he's putting reason behind it, but that still wouldn't fly. They'd be like, no, right. Wasn't it Dom- Didn't Domino's get mad at the, the Nick Gage thing? Yeah. But from the pizza cutter. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, cause the pizza cutter aired like that. I think that was on purpose. I, it has to oh, have been. It had to have been that they went picture in picture and he had a pizza cutter at the same time. An ad for pizza was like, I, that that's yeah. too, it worked out too perfectly. Yeah. I think that was yeah. on purpose. <laughs> but and, like, yeah, that's not going to fly with a big sponsor. Like a big sponsor isn't going to want to have that. Like WWE will always be more profitable at this, the way they run it now than AEW would be just based on like sponsorship and things like that. Like AEW may sell out more arenas. They may sell more pay-per-views. They may sell more merchandise, whatever, but they're the sponsorship wise, they're not going to get the same sponsors that, that a, 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 you know, a family friendly, very controlled show has. Exactly. And, and that's what is making AEW more, like in in our age range is wheelhouse we are established adults we have the time and the money and that's who they're placating to they're not placating to kids right. unless we have them right <laughs> <laughs> and well it's, I've, I've been meaning to ask you this so i, I was I'll, I'll throw this at you if your son showed interest in aew would you at least let him like watch like orange cassidy or dan Housen or yeah i feel like that would that would have to be a thing where i mean he's he's young he's he's seven years old yeah so so i feel like that that would have to be a thing where like he could i'd watch he's not gonna watch dynamite live with me right (laughs) but i could i could see you know i'll watch it and i'll see what is suitable and then you can show him on youtube the next day you can show him the clips right right like that could be that could be something but like yeah the, the live show that's that's why like i said why it never made sense that raw was for kids because just even based on its time yeah like a seven-year-old is an eight-year-old a nine-year-old is not going to stay up till 11 o'clock on a monday night <laughs> to watch that show like they're not so if you want to get a young audience i understand the the appeal of hooking a kid like wanting a kid to oh, yeah, start watching your show because then they'll watch it their whole life life yeah but like they need to st- they need to do that the way we were hooked by watching shows on like Saturday morning. Yep. And those Saturday morning shows were so good, but on that note, we will stop. We swear. Yes. Sorry about that. The the fans that we had, we we probably (laughs) just lost them. But anyways, fans, uh, we've been forgetting to say this, please. If you can uh, comment, it helps us with the algorithms uh, and it'll get more, more eyes and ears on the show. 
and, um, and I, I don't know what platform people are listening on to necessarily, but if there's an option of rating or, or liking or share, like, yes, do those, do those things. That would be great. Yes. Like comment, subscribe on any platform that you listen on. Cause we're on them all, but uh, yes, like share favorite, yes, share rate, favorite, whatever, whatever it. options your podcasting provider gives you. If you could do, do that, it. that would be, that would be great. Yeah. That would rule because we're still growing. And again, let friends... us know. Let us know if you like the rants at the end, if you like the off-topic sort of stuff, or if you want us to stick to to what happened this week, or or if you want yeah, more uh... more rants or less rants, or you just don't like me personally, let us know. Oh wow, would, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd stand I'd stand up for my tag team partner. Right. That would actually, if if all the comments was like, I like the podcast, <laughs> but that Rick guy's terrible, I'd be kind <laughs> of offended. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, Man, get him off the dark. podcast, and I'll listen. Yeah, it got got. Negative real quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, people. Uh, Thank you again for listening to another week that was AEW. And until next week, which I will be going off the rails because I will be, well, we will be talking about the barbed wire match. So uh, until next time, later. Later.